Yes, sir. Say it loud. Say it proud. We back, bitches. Uh. I go by the name of Clifford Sykes, a.k.a. Uptown Supervillain, a.k.a. your cousin Cliff talking shit. And I'm tapping in. What it do, everybody? It's your boy Chris Jones back again, <laughs> a.k.a. Lord Kronos, a.k.a. Bass in your face. Bass. And I'm tapping in. You forgot the other alias, man. Oh, uh, what you talking about? Old head swag? Yeah, come Hide on, John. Hide your motherfucking Hide your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn right. Hotter. Because yeah. I'll take her. Hey, well, you know. I'll take out, her. They out there. You got to look for her. All day. All, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. 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 This is Driving the Right Lane. We coming to y'all from Last Out Media. Uh, switching it up a little bit. Uh, with the, I have a new guest co-host, uh, as you heard, Hide your moms, a.k.a. Old Head Swag, a.k.a. Bass Jones. Yes, <laughs> yes. Appreciate you, Push. Um, we'll get back with you. Going to tap back in pretty soon. Uh, hopefully, things good with you. And this is episode 29 or episode 30, different time recording. Somewhere in there. I can't tell you. Yeah. Moving along. It's number three for me, so. No shit. It yeah. Is. It is. Oh, yeah. shit. No doubt. So, I'm Recording at a different time. You know, just a little bit of, little bit of a difference this week. Shit. You know how it is. So, what's up, man? How you feeling? Uh, you know, it's, it's been good, man. Just chilling. You know, typical work week. Okay. Working from home, living that COVID life right now, like a lot of people in America. But uh, not this, not this, not you. You out there working hard, boy, on the platforms and whatnot. I I hear that. But yeah, man, you know, just chilling, doing that normal day gig thing, and then you know, my uh, daughter. Shout out to my little girl Talia, who is she's not little anymore, (laughs) fifteen years old now. But she uh, she has joined the color guard and the marching band at school. So she we went to her football game performance last night. She's uh, it's actually homecoming this weekend, so she's going to the homecoming dance tonight. Oh, wow, yeah, bro. She got a date. She's going with a friend of hers because okay. you know she wasn't trying to feel, you know, not none of the dudes that was asking she wasn't feeling too much. So Damn, okay, options. I'm okay. just saying, man. You know, she's Talk she's a little nice. selective, bro. But that's yeah, my baby. So Talk to be nice. Yeah, but you know, she's she's going out with her friends, hanging <laughs> out and having a good time. So you know, just. Being a happy dad, yo. That's know? what's up. Yeah, man. Yo, I'm yeah. like, yo, pop the trunk. She got a date? Yeah, right. Where are you from? <laughs> Where boy from? Listen, man, I'm not even worried about that. That girl got such a good head on her shoulders, man. Like, mm-hmm. I, only, I only got a trip. So Hear that? We raised the right. right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. See, you know, you know how it is. Raised the right, and I ain't got no babies. Yeah, but what about you, man? How you been this week? I'm pretty Honestly, pretty good week. Just tired, man. Yeah, well. Really, really tired. Working hard, brother. Something like that. Making them donuts. Some, watching heroin addicts and people uh, wow. beat each other the fuck up before 6 o'clock in the morning in the sunrise. That, that'll that definitely tire you out. Very much so. <laughs> For sure. Yo, the, the Southeastern Pennsylvania Transportation Authority. If oh. you don't know what that is, you like old school root shit, too. SEPTA. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear Pre- you. Appreciate y'all, but this job I have, it's not, this shit ain't natural. This shit I see, bro. Well, I mean, you know, that's... That's life, man. There's some crazy stuff that go on around everywhere. So I'm, I can only imagine being down where you're at. Yeah, I'm in the trenches, though. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're in the thick of it. So yeah. it's, a, it's a little wild down there, I, I guess. Definitely got to talk to somebody. They, uh-huh. have, <clears throat> they give us six free uh, trials to talk to somebody. Oh, for real? I'm talking my ass off Dude, to somebody. man, whole do hour. that, man. Mental health is, is serious, bro. Go Ooh. get yourself checked out. Mm, mental health. Mental health. Ain't that a bitch? No, it's not a bitch. That's a natural joint. You just, everybody, everybody should take time out to go get themselves right, man. Man, what know. is it? What, why, why is it we as black folk don't want to talk to people? Why because don't we talk? it's you know it's just a it's a history thing, man. Mm. Mm. Just you know, raised up, you know, trying to be strong, silent types, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. dealing with things on a daily basis. People don't want to really talk about it, man. It's mm-hmm. rough out there, bro. Ain't it crazy? It's rough out there. For us black folk, very crazy. Yeah, black folk, white folk, plain folk. 
you know, everybody. I'm talking about black folks. Well, I'm just saying specifically for me as a black man in America. Very difficult. That shit ain't easy. So Amazing you said that. A black man in America. Right. Mm. America. We spell that with three Ks or we going to go A-E-M. Damn, I can't spell them. I'm just going to go. I mean, you can spell it either way. It's all synonym. You know what I'm saying? Synonymous. Synonymous. Yeah, there you go. I don't know. But you know. Learning with driving right lane. Right. You know what I'm saying? I said we smart brothers over here, man. No, that's you. No, it's it's you all day, too. Don't act like you don't know. I know a little bit about a lot. All right. Well, that's the same. Jack of all trades, master of none. We talked about that one at all. Yes, we did. And what was the last part? Uh,. Shit, like man, I can't remember. Of none Talk about smart brothers. I can't remember <laughs> shit. <laughs> I don't remember nothing. <laughs> shit, I drew a blank. I'm like, we learned some shit uh, that day. Yeah, well, I'll figure it out. I'll remember. It'll come to me. <laughs> Excuse me. No, you good. But it, so that's actually pretty dope that we just finessed that one in there talking about like the mental health and the history of black people in America and things of that nature. Yeah. Which is kind of like what we're going to get into now with this topic or topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, which one you want to go with first? Uh, let's go with the John Gruden John first, Ooh. man. So before before we get into that though, like since we're going to be speaking on the NFL and whatnot and and coaches, what's that? Um, who would you consider your top five coaches in the NFL? All we time? want to go all time. Well, I'm the all time. All time. Okay, yeah, go ahead. All time. No order. Nah, you don't have to put it in. That's too hard, man. I'm going Andy Reid. All right. Bill Belichick. All right. Steve Walsh. Right. Fuck. Uh, Big Tuna. I said, did I say Bill Walsh? Yeah, you said Steve Walsh. Oh, shit, my bad. Bill right. Walsh. Right. The big tuner, Parcells. Okay. I'm torn between, I'm torn between, what's my guy from the Dolphins? Undefeated uh, team. What the hell is his name? Uh, not, what the fuck is his name? Why can't I, oh my God, this is terrible. Dorsey Hersey. What nah, the fuck? His uh, greasy, he had a son. What the fuck's the name of the old coach? Taylor. Well, Brian Greasy was the quarterback. Yeah. He so. had a son to play for the Broncos. What is this coach? Don Shula. Don Shula is not yeah, either one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm torn between Don Shula. Okay. And Don Shula. There's one more coach that doesn't get a lot of fucking like credit. <clears throat> Tony Dungy or Tom. Uh, that's that's a pretty good list. I like it. I'm gonna go with Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy? Because I right. saw I saw his team's play. Word. Where are you at? All right, so my first one, I'm going to go Vince Lombardi. <laughs> okay. Right? Just because, okay. I mean, we got a trophy named after the boy, so he, you know, he did it. Um, Andy Reid, of course, longtime yeah. Birds fan, lifetime mm-hmm. Birds fan I am. So mm-hmm. I would say that he's probably one of my, you know, if not number two, okay. you know, definitely top five all time. Oh, yeah. Um, as much as I hate to admit it, I'm going to say Jimmy Johnson. What he did with the Cowboys in the 90s was pretty dope. And Oklahoma. Yeah, you know, so uh, – you know, he's as much as I, it pains me to, to name him because he's part of that <laughs> fucking trash ass organization. Damn self. Dull ass cowboys. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so that's three. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Holmgren is probably uh-huh. another one. He actually isn't. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a real good one. You know one. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and because I have not yet, I got to recognize a brother, Mike Tomlin, bro. Like consistency, <coughs> as you say. Third coach. And like for the Steelers of all time, they only uh, had like yeah. five coaches yeah. or some shit. It's, he's, it's like in the last 30 years, I think it's something. Mm-hmm. They only had like two or three coaches. But I mean, like to be, you know, not have a losing season the entire time you've been coaching. How about that? You know what I'm saying? Like you have to get something right. And he's a brother, which is very yeah. uncommon. So get, yeah, you know, you know how it go. You know what I'm saying? You know how it go. Hold his tail, Mike. Yeah. Not this year. We ain't looking too good this year. Mm, I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. Hold his tail, no baby. Yeah, right. Come on, man. And then, so that's where we are for that. So if you're right. peeping what we're doing, we just named the top five coaches. And then for a secondary topic, uh, who are your top five comedians? Comedians. <clears throat> oh, yes. Well, you know, <laughs> the GOAT, in my opinion, of course, is Richard Pryor. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, he kind of 
modernize what comedy is. Mm-hmm. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of people kind of emulate. Think that's something. What he did back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one. Eddie Murphy, got to give it up to him because he was around when I was a kid and I'm all my, you know, aunts and uncles and mom and dad in there, like going to watch his specials and be like, Goonie Goo you kids get out. Can't watch this. What's he saying? Goonie yeah. Goo Goonie Goo What the hell is Goonie Goo I don't know, man. He's like, got some ice cream. cream. Yeah. Do you Googles? Classics. Classics. Uh, so we got Eddie. Um, three, I'm going to go a little uh, like obscure. I don't know if a lot of people know about this dude, but his name's Mitch Hedberg. You ever heard of him? Hell yeah. Mitch Hell is yeah, my I boy. Mitch I love Hedberg. some Mitch Hedberg, man. His Joe humor Logan talks crazy about him. Yeah, his yeah. humor was just like so, like, it was, like his approach <laughs> and the way he just approached comedy, mm-hmm. it was very, like, quick, but it was so, like, nonchalant. Like, it Did was just like he was... Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, it must say my bad. Yeah, I mean, the question. I mean, like, the dude was a genius when mm-hmm. it came to comedy. So that's three. You know, uh, four... Oh, man, it's kind of tough. I'm going to say maybe Sam Kennison. I like him. I've heard a couple of his joints. Yeah, his joints are cool, but you know. <laughs> and then number five, the goat number 1A, I would have to say, is my man Dave Chappelle. So You got to be five? I mean, there's no particular order. Okay. You know okay, what I'm, I'm saying? Like it's top five, but okay. I'm not going to say. You know, Richard Pryor is <laughs> definitely my number one. I think I agree with you as, on that. As far as everybody else in that list, I can't really quantify. That's just too hard to quantify. quantify. You were using all the big words. I got that bitches. dictionary in my brain, baby. <laughs> I don't. I graduated college, man. I know how to use my, my languages. <laughs> my diction. Right. My dick and shin. Yeah. Uh, all day. Well, it hangs down that low sometimes. No, the, hey, that's <laughs> hey, man. You know what I'm saying? Tell, talk to the people. It's not me. Kidding. I'm kidding. That's that's ridiculous. Don't get in trouble, sir. No, I'm not trying. Don't to. get in trouble. You know how it is. I'm just in here talking shit. I'm actually gonna get something from you too, Taylor. And when I finish my drugs, I want to hear your top five, if you don't mind. Oh yeah. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> no order from me. But the one, no, the order is Richard Pryor. Word. He set. He literally sets the table. Yeah. He is the tree with the roots that come from him. I feel you. I'll go Richard Pryor. I'll go Dave Chappelle. Uh-huh. I'll go Bill Burr. Bill, okay. I'll go Patrice O'Neill. Oh, damn. I forgot my man, Patrice. I, I love Patrice him. was, he was, he was a comics man. comic, man. Everybody yeah. who likes comedy mm-hmm. talks about how, like, dope of a comedian Patrice O'Neill was. So. Patrice O'Neill from me. I got put on the Patrice O'Neill listening to the fucking uh, Opie and Anthony show. Yeah, yo. I remember him on there all the time yep. back in the day. And those were like, those were like the first from a podcast. Right. Like, where they just recorded stuff. And right. if you listen and the timing, the callers, I'm like, yo, he's harsh. But then when you run it back and listen, it's like he's a fucking genius. Yeah, yo, he was. A, he's a smart dude. Well, mm-hmm. was a smart dude. R.I.P. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? Hey, black men, health. Yeah. Health is fucking wealth. Amen to that. No <laughs> doubt. Wealth. No doubt. Because he should still be around. He's just, I don't know if you think he'd be able to do his shit today, especially with what's going on. <laughs> what we're talk about. Uh, well, you know, I would say, yes, he would do it because mm-hmm. that's the type of comedian he was. Facts. But I don't know if, you know, he would be as popular. Well, because he was kind of underground anyway. Right. You but, know. you know, I mean, I don't know if, if he'd be allowed to at this point in time. Could you imagine him? Could you imagine him doing a bit on the alphabet people? Nah, man. Oh. I mean, just, just you know, like, to segue into <laughs> what we're going to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Like, you see, what, you see all the stuff that Dave is going through right now. So. No, I don't. How about you? How uh, about you put me on uh well, if, if everyone has not heard, uh, and this is one of the topics that uh, my man Cliff Sykes and myself would like to talk about today is the uh, whole kerfuffle around Dave, uh, excuse me, Dave Chappelle's newest special, The Closer, that you is on Netflix. Throwing, what the, you are coming with that shit yeah, today. Man, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to showcase a little bit of the smarts God in here. Damn. You know, I'm, I'm bringing culture to the, a little bit of couth. Is that couth? Some couth. You know what I'm saying? Uh, maybe it could be. 
It's but, not, uh, I definitely fucked that word right, up. Well, it's not even. You got it good. <laughs> but just talking about, you know, what's going on with, with uh, how much flack Dave Chappelle is catching in the media and, and just around the internets with his special that he had, man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just peeped it, I guess, the other day. I was sitting at home, you know, working kind of slow. Mm-hmm. Just put it on in the background and was mm-hmm. listening to it. The closer. Yeah, yo. And and as as with most of his stuff, like what he talks about, man, it's just like, I know a lot of people have a problem with the way he says things and like the the, the content of his special. Mm-hmm. But if you really look beneath the surface of what he's saying, mm-hmm. like it's just a commentary on what's going on in the world and how mm-hmm. people are viewing things. And mm-hmm. it's deep, man. That he's a, he's another brother. I would just like to sit down and have like a regular every day, like in a room, just chilling. I would smoke a whole. I would smoke a whole bunch of weed with him. Yeah, man. I mean, not even smoke weed. Just drink some coffee and have a conversation, man. Like just chill. Oh, I, I really want to pick his brain and just like see. Because mm-hmm. you get that, you know, outward perception of what he is on stage mm-hmm. during his specials and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But mm-hmm. I want to know, like, what he is as, like, a normal, everyday family man mm-hmm. just in, in, in public. Well, you, know you can saying? tell he's heavily introverted. Oh, uh, well, yeah, no tell. doubt. No doubt. Heavily but, I mean, he's also, like, and I've heard from many <laughs> different pe- things I've read about him. And, and you know, like, he's a very cerebral dude. Mm-hmm. Like, he's mm-hmm. very smart. He thinks, like, he's very, you know, self-aware. Uh, well, self-aware, but he's also like self-scouting him, you know, all kinds. Okay. And that's, I mean, that's a lot of comedians are that way just because, you mm-hmm. know, they, they re-go through their material, see what works, kind of mm-hmm. change things up to be topical. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I just like the way that his comedy, it's funny on, on, on the surface of it, but when you like really delve into what he's saying. It's genius. It's, it's, I mean, he's saying a lot of different things about just the state of the world. And I think a lot of people lose the intention of what he is saying hmm. because of the way that he presents it on stage. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's uh that's that's just a little bit of it. So I mean, did you peep the special? I got so I, I'm not going to lie. I got through 22 minutes of it okay. because I actually went through it. For me, the Dave Chappelle show, I can tell that it is I'm going to say this and I haven't even finished watching it. Uh, what is that? His what is the Holland's Opus or whatever it is? Mr. What, Holland's Opus. Yeah. What yeah. what is it? What do you call like his masterpiece? Yeah. Is that what that is? It's an opus. Yeah. I definitely think that this is his opus because of what's going on in the world, mm-hmm. and we're going to try. I'm Chris and I are going to try to make a correlation between the John Gruden right. emails and the issue, and with Dave Chappelle about uh, the lack of respect and the, just the lack of thought for us as a people versus Word. other people. Right. And for me, this is his opus because now things are overly quantified. Mm -hmm. It's become significantly obvious that things just aren't fair. Right. And well, I mean, things ain't never been fair, to be honest. Now with the social media and for him to make this, for him to go on and say it, it, it's you had to be like, not you, but you had to be an idiot when you're watching. He tells you, check this out, baby. This is my last show for a minute. And when he said that, I'm like. He's going to disappear for like five, six years. He'll he'll pop up right at like some place somewhere once or, once or twice, but that's it. You ain't going to see nothing else. Okay. So he's hitting everything on the fucking head. And for me, the the funniest part. Well, there's two funny parts. Well, there's the a one, lot of funny parts. The funny part for me was when he talked about he's writing a book about the <laughs> the black man that has the non white name right. that can call and get any reservation yeah. until he shows up. Shout out to my man Clifford. <laughs> Clifford about to say Clifford the big red nigga. Yeah. <laughs> But it's just like, yeah, dog. But like, what did he say? So I, I didn't even, I didn't even see the end of how he, the punchline or the ending right. of that bit was. But he said that this guy would show up and the police would shoot him. Yeah. And all he did was get stronger by love. Right. 
And I'm like, damn, I already know where you're going with this. Right. I've only watched 22 minutes, but I get it. And that's one of the things that I'm saying, like, because, you know, a lot of the, the a lot of the, a lot of the things and issues that people have mm-hmm. have nothing to do with that part mm-hmm. of it. You know? Oh, of course. You got to get into the other section of it. But that speaking of that, but like with the chicken cutlets. Well, yeah. <laughs> See, this, <laughs> word. Chicken that cutlets. Joke, yeah. I worked over. Is it word? <laughs> it's a whole like bro. I need three feet like this, my man. <laughs> that's my girl. He said, hold on, bro. I had to look at, I had to dive into her motherfucking. It's like I looked deep in her cheekbone. Oh, shit. It's a woman. Yeah, yo. Yo, yo, just that right there. Yeah, yo. It was hilarious. But, like, it's funny because, like, you know, he was talking about, he kind of prefaced that before talking about Mm -hmm. the book by talking about him being, you know, Mm -hmm. he was telling the audience, like, hey, man. You know, I'm I'm rich and famous, but I can, you know these last 17 months have been taxing on everybody, and I just hope that you <laughs> and everybody that you you know that you love, you all your loved ones mm-hmm. are healthy and safe mm-hmm. and whatever. And and that's not like we were talking about mental health and, and just, you know stuff. And it's 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 crazy out there, man. Like thinking about him being kind of you know raked over the coals right now, <laughs> but him being okay with that, mm-hmm. you know, in this climate. And I think. One of the reasons why people are scrutinizing a lot of what he's going on in his comedy right now is because, you know, the COVID has kind of changed the landscape of how people view stuff. Yeah, and, and I think like because a lot of people were just like sitting in the house for so long mm-hmm. and, you know, we're just now getting back out there. We're just now kind of. But everybody's more. Air quotes normal. Yeah. But everybody's more. Uh, uh, they take a little bit more time to view things and analyze them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because they have the time to do it. Right. Yeah, because you ain't doing shit. <laughs> facts, <laughs> other than super working. facts, right? So, you know, I think if if this had been made, what ten years ago, this would have brushed by. I don't think it would be nearly mm-hmm. as controversial as mm-hmm. it is. Is poignant the word? Can I use poignant? poignant? It, well, it is poignant because yeah. he's talking about a lot of very topical stuff right now. Vocab word for Cliff, boom, bitches. yeah, bro, smart. You see what I'm saying? Boom. Yeah, you got learning a lot of things. You see what I'm saying? P o i g n a n t, bitches. Oh, you spelled poignant. it right. Yeah. What? Two syllables. There you go. No, poignant. Yeah, two syllables. Yeah, still, you got mm. it. I see you over it's here. Red Bull man. working, nigga. Right. Listen, you got that energy, baby. <laughs> fucking right. Mental energies. <laughs> fucking right. Yeah, Shit. yo. So it's it's just crazy out there, man. The <clears throat> the reason why I brought up chicken cutlets. Fuck it. I'm be, I'm I'm gonna dive on the fucking. I'm gonna dive off this this right, bitch into the pool. I'm gonna keep it together. Yeah. I had something similar happen to me. Okay. Not in the club, and not. Not where it was over a woman. Right. It was a place in line. Okay. <clears throat> and the individual that I had the confrontation with wasn't in line. I'm not a rude person. I can walk. I can read a room. I walk in. Yo, everybody order. Everybody says, yeah, they order. So I walk in line. There's one person in front of me. Right. And I just get this yo, yo fan. But it's not as basic. Right. It's, yeah, I so it. I turn around. Look, what the fuck? And the individual I'm speaking to was a woman. Right. And it was super aggressive, super hostile. And I'm it, I'm befuddled at this point, beloved. Okay. Like, what the fuck is going? Yeah, just because it hits you, like you like you don't know how you just in there to get something to eat. I'm like I said, brace yourself. Yo, just like Dave Chappelle, right. brace yourself. Brace yourself. <laughs> I'm peeping it, but the energy, everything is just super masculine, right? And in my head, it's like you're being really, really aggressive right now. And if this were to come to fisticuffs, right. I don't think this is going to go your way. No. I don't give a fuck what you think or what size strap you're wearing at this point. Right. It's not going to go your way. Right. I didn't I didn't lower my stance. I did not bulk up, but I just maintained my position with the person right. like, yo, I asked. You didn't say nothing. How am I supposed to know? Right. Well, that don't matter. You're supposed to do this. Blah, blah, whoop, whoop. 
it's a, it's aggressive energy. Mm-hmm. And all I said to this individual, I was like, young lady, tone it down. Right. I did that. And I was so petty. Oh, because it was like a, had like a excuse me. She had a denim set on right. with Timberlands and like a hat backwards. Right. Told yo the the big plaits young I may look. Yeah. Super duper that. Gotcha. But you could tell it was a woman. Right. And when I said young lady. Then she proceeded to be like, yo, I'm a fucking dude. I'll fuck you up. And this is hard. It's hard for me to process because it's like, yo, I'm 5'10". At this point, I was probably 270. Right. I was a lot bigger. And it's like, if I grab you, it's lights out. It's over for it. You're like 5'3", like 140. Because right. you weird because she had on really tight clothing, but right. it looked like a dude. I feel you. So that happened to me. So the chicken cutlets, he said, oh, you had to see me work, baby. Yeah. I, had to, I had to get to work. I was like, this happened to me because they because she thought that I guess I was some bitch ass nigga. Maybe. Like yeah, Dave like Chappelle said, says, exactly. I tell people you bitch ass nigga. Calls everybody bitch ass nigga. Right. But, and yeah. then, yo, all I kept thinking was, and this is gonna be cringy, cringe moment from Cliff. Uh-oh. Young lady, like you have a cycle every month. You are not a man. You ain't a nigga. Right. You, it, here's the thing too. So when I got, so here's here's what. Fucked me up. When I actually approached her and I got with her, right. she proceeded to say, well, I'm a lady. You want to hit a lady? And it was like, wait, you were just a nigga. Yeah. Like two minutes ago. How am I supposed to respond to the situation? Mind fuck. Right. But then when it's time like, yo, let's get active. You really serious? Okay, yeah. so what's the problem? What's well, up? And then to bring it back to the special, <laughs> that St. John happened to Dave, right? Right. Where he was like, you know, he was in a restaurant. <laughs> Somebody was, you know, <laughs> trying to film him saying something, you, you know, off, out of pocket, basically. Facts. And the one dude stood up and they was going to, you know, come to blows or whatever. And, what did and he say, though? It was a big white hawking yeah, man. fed dude <laughs> corn from Texas. Texas. Yeah, I was he like, was okay. definitely gay. Right. But uh, I was like, damn. But then he said the first thing he did instead of like, you know, squaring up like we going to, you know, go to it, uh-huh. picked up his phone and called the police. Fuck, wait, what? Yeah. And then he was like, you know. And he was fucked up and tripped out by that mm-hmm. because he was saying, you know, you're a minority just like me, mm-hmm. which, you know, we share. It's a, it's a very similar struggle. You know, it may not uh-huh. be as long, but mm-hmm. it's definitely mm-hmm. similar. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he was like, you remain a minority until it's time for you to be white again. Ah, ding, ding. And then it was just like, damn. Because what did he say after that? The police ain't, yo, yeah. we as a people know. He was like, yeah, because if that was a black person who we was in the same cops. sexual, you know, uh, uh, orientation. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't call the cops like that because it don't matter if you're gay, straight, rich, poor. What did he say? The cops black. Yeah, you, everybody's Clifford in which, here. Which, which one of you niggas? Yeah, which hold on. Which one of you niggas is Clifford <laughs> before we get to smoking shit? Exactly. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, that kind of thing, it's, it trips you out because you're like, okay, you're trying to relate to somebody on a certain level, mm-hmm. right? You think you're, you're sharing a similar struggle. It may not be the same, but mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you like realize, well, damn. You know, the way he perceives himself is not exactly how we perceive each other. It ain't that fucked up. Right. And it's just like, well, how do you respond to a situation where you think you have common ground? And you really but then all of a sudden you realize, like, yo, it ain't as common as you think it is, bro. Plot twist. Right. So, <laughs> you know, and that's a, a lot of a lot. So you ain't finished it. I'm not going to talk too much. I don't want to. No, you good. Me. You good. No. But, uh, I, that's, me I mean, a lot of that is, is dealing with how does a person who is in certain positions and views themselves as a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you deal with criticisms or you know, situations that you're put into mm-hmm. when, you know, the playing field isn't level. <laughs> and I think that's like kind of what the heart of what he's trying to say and all the things that he's saying is, at least in my opinion, mm-hmm. you know, that's just my analyzation of it. Mm-hmm. Um, other people may have a different, you know, Your topic point. take or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, you know, uh, one of the lines in there, he says that he said another special is how present do I have to be 
in your self-image. Mm-hmm. And that, John, made me think a lot, too, because mm-hmm. it's just like, all right, man, everybody's dealing with a lot of different stuff in their life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Facts. Everybody's situations are different. Facts. You know, uh, and and I'm I'm gonna speak on this because I'm my wholehearted belief is like I realize everybody's got differences, everybody's this, that, and a third. But when it all comes, you know, when it's all said and done, we're all human beings, man. We're all the same inherently, from you know the gate. You know, everybody got to eat, everybody got to breathe. If you cut me, I'm gonna bleed. If I cut you, you're gonna bleed. We yes. all need air. We all need love from our loved ones. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. trying to go through life just being good with the people around us and and just provide and just you know live our life to the fullest Mm -hmm. with the people that we love like Mm -hmm. that's basically it that's everybody's life man Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no matter what your sexual orientation is no matter what your race is no matter what language you speak you know what i'm saying we're all we all share that Mm -hmm. but then everybody's kind of dealing with life you know as a black man my whole experience going through is way different than if you was you know raised in the suburbs Mm -hmm of you know some mid midwest country or midwest country midwest state (laughs) you know what i'm saying you don't experience life you've never met black people before you don't understand what the stuff that they go through Mm -hmm. but i'm not sitting here like i understand your situation i'm not trying to tell you that you have to take everything i say and and feel what you feel through the lens of my life right it doesn't work like that because we just can't do that there's just too many variables and too many differences in everybody that we just cannot be present Mm -hmm in everybody's self-image mm-hmm. and you just kind of have to be like able to roll through life dealing with certain things and understanding that maybe somebody's going to say something that you don't agree with necessarily however but <laughs> you know like are you going to let that affect how you operate through life or is that going to be something that you kind of like make a note of mm-hmm. and be like okay i get where you're coming from mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is how i see it let's have a dialogue you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and that's the thing i think is missing from a lot of people's, you know, especially nowadays, it didn't used to be as bad, I feel, but nobody talks anymore, man. <clears throat> the, to, to that point with the talking and the, the, the differences of, just the differences in general, I would say before, and this is just my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Before COVID, I think that things were really, really far apart between all cultures, races, denominations, things of that nature, sexuality, or shooting orientation. Yeah, facts. I, I think now with us getting back to normal, I'm starting to see a little more patience or like understanding from these people now where before that shit wouldn't happen. You know, is it patience or is it just the fact that everybody's kind of busier now and they don't have time to process and think about it a certain way now? It could be that too. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's a real thing. Mm -hmm. So, but you know, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's interesting to me that nowadays, like, um, just trying to understand where somebody's coming from who's struggling, mm-hmm. you know, clearly. Mm-hmm. But, like, you're projecting your thoughts bullshit. and feelings on that person. You're and like, you know, oh, well, you hate me because you said this. And, like, you've never talked to the person as a, as a person, like, man to man, sit down, mm-hmm. or woman to woman, or man to woman, or however. But you've never sat in a room with them and been like, hey, listen, you know what you per, you know what your perception is at this thing like if you're in your job or you know wherever mm-hmm. may not be exactly how you operate in real life and like you got to understand like that's what i want to get to i want to see how people operate in real life the real world right right and you know like and i don't know dave Chappelle personally mm-hmm. i would like to we but are like from pictures and interviews and things i've read and and things i like he's a family man mm-hmm. he lives in a small town in ohio ohio 
right? You know, he's out hanging out at bars, doing a thing. He's a he's a celebrity, dude. That guy got money. Oh yeah, money. But money, he's money. living his life like he's just a regular ass dude. And I'm like, I want to experience how he goes through life. Like you see what he says on stage is one thing. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that is is kind of you know you see people put on airs when they do things. Mm-hmm. They they ratchet things up to eleven. Of course, when they're because it's 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 you know something they're doing for a bit. Yep. And it's like it may not necessarily be exactly how they feel mm-hmm. in real life. Of course. But I think people confuse that with them as a real person. You know what I'm saying? Which I think is the crux of the matter in this whole situation. Yo, you coming through with all the vocab crux. Man, that means man, like listen, the everybody, point. break out your Webster's. You know what I'm saying? I can't even spell crux. It's C-R-U-X-T, bro. I thought it was K-R-U-X. No, nah, I mean, dumb as shit. K-N-U-X, the Nux. You ever heard of that group? Hell yeah, the yeah, Nux. Bro, Hell so, yeah. It's, it's bro, not the same. I, yo, that was my shit. I used to wake up to that. cappuccino with a mocha twist, baby. I mean, yeah. yeah. I had another one. I, there was another song I liked. Yeah, got the fire. Yeah, that's my shit. That that's, was my shit. I know the Nux. That's a good. Song. I mean, them, them dudes is cool. But anyway, back to it. Back to it. Hip hop shit. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> it, it's it's just I liked. I want I want to talk people. I wish people would talk more before they kind of point fingers and try and cancel folks. That's my whole. I think that's the main point I'm trying to make in saying everything that I've said to this point is just like, I think cancel culture. Suck a dick is is a little bit out of control right now. But the funny thing is, is like everybody's like, oh, it's brand new, but niggas been getting canceled for decades. We're kids, you know what I'm saying? Like when you're when I'm gonna put it in the lens of me personally, like black (laughs) folks have been, you know, marginalized, neglected, Mm. you know, told that whatever our experiences are are bullshit. I mean, it's still going on. Facts. You know what did we see two summers ago with the whole Black Lives Matter movement, bro? Don't get me started with you know what I'm saying. Mm. Like, look at us, see what we're going through. We're Mm. trying to let you know that things aren't as you think they are. Well, it's to that you made so I don't want to do this, but I'm going to go there. Yeah, you had brought it up and said about the Chappelle show that if this came out five years ago, Mm -hmm. this wouldn't be relevant. And to that, it would be relevant. I just don't think it would be as like impactful. Okay, that's the word I was looking for. Impactful. My bad. No, you good. The 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 eye opening thing for me with the Black Lives Matter movement and what happened two summers ago Mm -hmm. was literally, I looked at America as like a piece of dynamite. Okay. COVID-19 was the lighter. George Floyd was the wick going into the dynamite. Right. And it was the perfect storm where COVID came, lit it, this happened. And then because white America actually sat home. Right. And they saw it. Richard Pryor did a bit on that where he's like, he's reading a paper and he says, darling, it says that niggers are getting killed at an alarming rate. And he's like, this can't be right. Right. And that was in the 70s. Right. This happened and it it forced people to see it like, hey. This happens? What? Right. And, this doesn't and happen to me. The funniest part about it that is it's like people been seeing it since the 1960s, man. Yep. yep. Like, because it, it was crazy because uh, I'm going to put a little shout out to the band that I'm in, Stereo okay. Titans. Mm-hmm. But we made a, uh, we wrote a song like two summers ago. Mm-hmm. It's called Breathe For You. Okay. We recorded, you know, the song at uh, the studio. We had, you know, my family came in and did some parts for it. But it's basically, a, it's a response to all the stuff that went down mm-hmm. during that summer and how like... The struggle is, you know, you see what has gone down during the civil rights movement in the 60s. Mm-hmm. You see the like <clears throat> the turmoil and stuff and, and all the riots and things that went down during that time. Yep. Detroit, Fast Detroit. forward 50 mm-hmm. years later. Mm-hmm. You look at a lot of that footage from back then. It looks exactly the, the same. same as it does yep. in 20, you know, 19, 20, yep. you know, 2020. Facts. Right. So it's just like, man, we've been saying forever 
that like, you know, you need to listen to us. You see, see our experience, like stuff is going down and people are like, yeah, okay, I see it, whatever. And then like the fact that like everybody was like, okay, the world shut down. And now before where you had other things to kind of keep you occupied or and like other keep your things. focus off yep. of it, mm-hmm. your entire focus is on that because you ain't got shit else to do. To do besides being And house. everybody was like, God damn, is it really that bad? And you'd be like, hey, yes, we've been saying this for literal decades, almost four centuries worth of time. Like our experience is not like your experience. We ain't the same. Right. We ain't the same. My life is hard as hell because of this melanated skin I carry around mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. like to, to kind of parlay that from being black to being, you know, in the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. you know, there are black gay folks and, you know, their experience is doubly hard because not only are they, they looked down for the color of their skin, but like also because sexual people look down on them on their sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, like, much like a lot of people see discrepancies between like light skin and black skin, or light skin and dark skin, black, black skins. Black I was about skins. to say light skins and black skins. Damn, did I mess <laughs> the that nigg- up? I the messed that up real bad. Yeah, but but you know, I mean, like even within our own community, mm-hmm. we have issues with each other, and we're not seeing each other as one people. But that comes from where, though? It comes from a lot of different places, man. And that's going to be a whole other show to topic. But that's to still that's still a part of. This conversation. Oh yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no doubt. No it's doubt. still a part of it. Why we um, have issues? Well, and that's and that's a thing. I think until, like I was saying before, until we all view each other as human beings first, mm-hmm. and see that we have more similarities than we do differences. Good food, right? Good music, sports. It's amazing. Like I people watch. Like right. I'm always people watch. If there's always a good restaurant, whether it's barbecue, cheesesteak, soul food, Asian, fa, whatever the fuck you're into. Yeah. You will find it's amazing how a, a cat from the inner city can sit with a Fortune Five person, and, and if the guy's humble enough, hey, what'd you eat? And just or chop you it get? up. Right. Next thing you know, here's a wine parent. You get to talk, and next thing you know, hey, there's a network, and it's amazing based off of food. Right. We're all Eagles fans. Well, Taylor's from Jersey. What are you? What are you? Jets fan? Giants fan? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm probably closer to the stadium than you are. Oh, see? All right. You ain't got to throw it in my face like that, bitch. <laughs> that well, you threw it in my face. No, I hey. didn't. I was just talking shit. Taylor's yeah, Eagles yeah. fan. We're, we're, we're all out of proud, baby. We're all, we're all Eagles fans, right? Exactly. So if you watch, if you watch, if you go to Xfinity Live or you go any Eagles bar, it don't matter what color you are. You walk in there at game time, yo, what the fuck is Sirianni doing? What's going on with this? And right. it's all one common thought. It's all one common bond. Exactly. When you walk in a bar, when you're watching a movie or listening to music, you can go to a concert. It don't matter what color you are. Right. If you know the lyrics, I know the producer. I know who did this. And it's amazing. Yeah. But as soon as that venue or as soon as that moment is over, everybody, you go bang, back to your regular to, life. Yeah, you can kind of segregate again mm-hmm. and, and, and go about your business. But, it's, I mean, like, that's crazy because, like, it shouldn't take for us to, like, we should just be able to do that in general, like in regular everyday life. And I think the the point that you're making it too is that's a time where everybody just comes together and you're actually interacting with people on an individual basis. I was actually gonna go a little deeper. Oh well, please do. Please a little go. deeper. Yeah, here go with on that. For this it. is this is the theory. Okay. Those three events that I just brought up right. were controlled by let's just say the masses or the man mm-hmm. at one point to where. I couldn't walk in a restaurant. We couldn't walk to a restaurant with Taylor. Right. We couldn't go to a concert with Taylor. That's we couldn't watch sports with Taylor. Right. But because of, <clears throat> especially with sports, once 
I hate that word integrated. But once we were allowed and given a fair shake to get into the sport, right. it was, okay, cool. This isn't that bad. These people aren't that bad. Amazing. Right. Hey, let's integrate some black chefs or do this with black people. Right. Oh, shit. You don't fucking say. Hey, Elvis Presley stole his shit from black people? Wow. Right. It's amazing that the man had the hand on that, but the people... The people forced and forced their forced their way into where the man had to let that shit go because right. I can't hide this. I can't spin this and say this type of this group of people, they're ignorant. They're this. I can't because everyone's gonna talk, everyone knows. Right. The man released that, but as far as everything else, I hate I say the man, but the man still no, has a tight grip on everything they, else. Them, whoever you want to use right. the term, you know, the right. man. I'm getting I've gotten a lot better with that. No, nah, but I mean I still believe and and you know, this might be another good topic is like conspiracy theories on oh, another show. Oh shit. What what do we call it? Ten the ten the ten hat? Yeah, ten four hat. hat baby. Oh, I, I got yeah. a bunch of them. Okay, yeah, <laughs> so do I. I'm, I'm crazy like that. <laughs> shit. But um, you know, it's 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 one of those things where I think personal interaction, you know, regardless of whatever your differences are, mm-hmm. will solve so many problems, man. Like, I know for me, I grew up in the Burbs, you know, Kenneth Square, Pennsylvania. Shout out. Mushroom capital of the fucking That's world. Right, baby. Cape Town. <laughs> but, uh, you know, my whole family was there. We're like five generations deep in that place, mm-hmm. man. So mm-hmm. my whole family's from around there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the people, you know, so a lot of the people I was growing up with were in my family that, were, that looked like me. Mm-hmm. But I hung out with a lot of white folks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I was in like choir. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have a football team in my high school because we was like small as shit. But, uh, you know, so I was I was really into music. I was into art mm-hmm. and like a lot of, you know, people, my cousins and stuff and then people I went to high school that looked like me weren't really into that type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, you were you were we, yo, you were a fucking nerd or. Yeah, exactly. I like comic books and shit. I so like fucking movies. Weird. So everybody was like, oh, he's kind of weird. So I would hang out with people that didn't look like me. Like but then like. People. For a lot of those people, I was the first black people that they interacted with. First black person? Person. First black people. people I'm big, so it's just like <laughs> you more than one. Two you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but for a lot of people, I'm like their first black experience, right? right, right. So it's just like they might have come up <laughs> as kids like not knowing. Oh, of course. That's 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 hilarious. That and right then, there is a bit. But it's like one of my best friends in the world, mm-hmm. you know, that I've known. This kid, like his father used to be my dentist when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like we came up, we went to preschool, kindergarten, mm-hmm. all through elementary, high school together. But like we like when the whole shit popped off with George Floyd and stuff, mm-hmm. like he was thinking about some of the interactions that we had back in like high school. And it uh-huh. made him like he was like, oh, shit. Like, I remember this thing I said about like this one thing. I think it was around the time of like Rodney King or something happened. Or no, it was OJ verdict. That's what it was. Damn. And he was like, yeah, because I said something to you and I was like coming at it like, oh, man, he's, he's this and he's that. And he should be like this and everybody should feel this way. And he wasn't even considering because I was just like, yeah, whatever. Like, I was quiet. Oh, OJ Black. Because I wasn't really, you know, agreeing with everything, but I wasn't voicing my opinion like that. Right. And it's just like he was thinking about that moment in regards to the moment that happened, you know, George damn near 30 years later, mm-hmm. you know, 25 years later. Actually. And it made him like reevaluate how he interacted with me in that moment. And that's a beautiful thing, man, because like you don't get to have that with a lot of people. Yeah, where you know, like we're close. Like I love that dude. He's my like my brother, man. Like mm-hmm. we're really good friends. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he realized like where he was like a little bit naive, uh, naive in certain mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. and then have like him being bold enough to come out and tell me he felt a certain type of way about it at that point too. You mm-hmm. know. Then he was like, I was so oblivious. And I, you know, he apologized to me. And I was like, boy, you're my boy. Like, you don't have to apologize for something that happened like 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. But he's like, no, I really want to say I'm sorry. Like, I did not think about your feelings in that moment. 
And that really hit me, man, because like bringing it back to the whole Dave Chappelle thing, Mm -hmm. you know, like a lot of people don't realize, you know, a lot of people's interactions in certain moments of their life. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And then like, cause he hits on this other John cause like he's getting a lot of flack from like transgender people and Mm -hmm. stuff in this special and he Mm -hmm. speaks on that. Mm -hmm. But he talks about at the end of the special that just came out about how he has a really good friend of his. Her name was Daphne. Who was a transgender? This, is this the comedian? Yeah, I heard about this. Up. Well, he asked her. Yeah, good, good. Because they I were friends. I know, ma'am. I don't want to spoil no, it for anybody, but you know, like that shit been out, <laughs> right? Yeah, but the thing is, though, like you think about all these people are coming at Dave, like, oh, you hate us because we're transgender and whatever. But he was like, I knew this person on a personal level. Like she was dope as fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have her come and open my show. Like mm-hmm. we were interact. We were friends. We chopped it up. You know, after the show went off, because he talked about how she got on and did 45 minutes, and it was terrible. She bombed. Yeah, badly. <laughs> badly. Well, she wasn't ready that. for that crowd. Well, but that's, but still... the thing is, though, like somebody was heckling her during the during Dave set and she said something and like literally the entire room like busted out laughing because Good. they were like, yo, this chick is hilarious. And then he was like, brought her backstage, mm-hmm. chopping it up. He said there was like celebrities like Paul Mooney was in the house. There were a couple other comedians oh. and whatnot, some like famous fools. And she was back there and she oh, was like Mooney. commanding the room. And Fuck he was right. like, you know, she was in like, he was like, oh, you really are fucking funny. And it was just like, oh, wow. You You're know, making OGs laugh. But like right. that right there means more to me. His interaction with that one person mm-hmm. shows more to me about what he's about His character than all the shit that he said during that special, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that might disparage people of a certain mm-hmm. persuasion or, you know, yeah. affiliation to whatever group they're part of mm-hmm. or, you know, what their gender identity is or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people don't think about that, that side of it. You know, they're too caught up in what he's saying during the special to understand that, like, he's trying to put on because he's making a commentary about what's going on in the world. In the world. Like, right. look at his interactions <laughs> with those people on a personal level. Fucks with him. Yeah. He said, you think I hate you guys. Yeah, he doesn't. It's like, what? Nah. And that's, you know, and it's, it's crazy because, you know, there's a lot of. It, it's really difficult, man, because you don't know what's real and what's not, as, especially with celebrities. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which is cool. why I want to have a, a conversation, sit down, and see how this boy acts, interacts. Behind like, closed right? doors, yeah, exactly. without the cameras and shit. So I think you would learn a lot about people if you just had the opportunity. And, and you know, you probably won't get that. Mm-hmm. But if you did, I think it would change a lot of minds about how they perceive what he is saying or how he's saying things and the reaction that they're giving to that if they actually sat down and talked to him. I didn't have to finish. I didn't have to finish watching that special to know that this is a fucking special comedy. This is like this is a genius level. I just love comedy the fact special. that there is conversation going on about it. It's mm-hmm. making people talk about stuff that they normally wouldn't. It's 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 alarming that Richard Pryor said the same damn near the same shit except fifty years ago. Right, and all Dave Chappelle is doing is just. I hate to be so cliche, but it's just a raw, un, it's just way more raw. It's unfiltered. Yeah, man, but it's it's yeah, it's you know like. The phrase goes, same shit, different toilet. Different toilet. Right. Facts. So it's just, we're, we're representing it in a different lens, mm-hmm. but it's literally the same stuff that people have been dealing with for years and decades and centuries and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully now that people are, are more apt to have conversations because I think we're in, we're in a time now where people kind of, well, they do address it and then- but they don't. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Back, it's like status quo. It's it's so weird, man. I wish I thought we were making some headway a couple years ago, and then this week we back in the same old fucking fucking boat. Man. It's amazing. This is that's a great transition, right? Into that. So to to try to move this forward, 
Go check out the Dave Chappelle special on Netflix. Look, I ain't cutting a check. I'm going to meet Dave Chappelle. I'm going to smoke a blunt with him, and I'm going to talk some big shit, and I'm going to laugh my ass off at this right. nigga one day in my life. Go check it out. I know that it's a very, very special project. I mean. I know it is. And that's, that's I think the thing about it is, is like formulate your own opinion. Everybody's entitled to that. But just really critically think about what he's saying mm-hmm. and apply it to what's going on in the world, in the world. and see how you feel. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of just being like, oh, fuck that nigga. I don't want to watch it special. To sec. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. But to, to segue into now with the NFL, the reason why we brought up the top five comedians. Taylor, my bad. Would you, what are your top five comedians? Yes, I'm asking you, sir. What you got? Uh, I'm less serious. Uh, I just Google, had, you cheater. I did. You fucking <laughs> cheater. Um, hey, you just now pre- I, prepared, man. That's all. But now I lost it. But off top of my head, what you got? Uh, Bill Burr, Bill Patrice, awesome. Chappelle. Um, I really like John Mulaney. Okay. Who's that? You don't know who John Mulaney No. Is? Does yeah, he fuck with Rogan and them? Nah, he's no. like kind of like a nerdy cat. Like you've seen, he used to be on, um, was it Mad TV? He's, oh. Yeah, he's been Mad on TV. SNL a bunch. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. SNL, that's okay. right. That's where okay. he was. He's got okay. a bunch of stuff on Netflix. Yeah. Well, he's, okay. he's got a bunch of Netflix. He's, he's funny. funny? Yeah, he's funny. Yeah. John Mulaney, M-E-L-A-N-Y? Yeah. M-U-L-A-N-E-Y. Yeah. I think I heard that name. All right. Yeah. I'm going to check him out tonight. And uh, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I like that list. No doubt. I really like that no list. No doubt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you know Bill Burr has a black wife? Yes, I did. Yeah, because he yeah. talks about it all the time in his yeah. specials. On his man. podcast, fucking, too, yeah. I can't listen. Monday, what is it? Monday morning traffic or whatever it is. I've never listened to his podcast. Yeah, Monday morning. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's funny as fuck. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't listened to it in a while. But I and didn't that, realize that. Well, that's crazy too because like some of the shit that Bill Burr says in his specials <laughs> about black folks is like, damn. <laughs> It's genius. He's going hard in the paint, like Dave said. But you know, remember the like, skit when he said he was in Philadelphia and he's walking through and he said this white dude called a black dude a nigger and he's like, huh? <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, but this black guy's going to beat the shit out of this white guy. Right. Do you see the size of his shoulders? Do you see this? His yo, I gotta find this skit that, and send it to you. It's fucking Rocky hilarious. Draw? Is that what he's talking about, Rocky? That one, but yo, he, yo, you already know he keep yo right. his skits are so fucking far. No, it wasn't Rocky. His bitch. Yeah, dog, he was an independent. I want to say he was near a park, like a Rittenhouse Square, probably. And he's walking. I'm like that. Sounds about right. Yeah. There's a oh, some racist yeah, white person there, and a black person walked by and he said his shit. And he was just his. He's like, You're gonna die. <laughs> you're gonna fucking die. <laughs> yeah. Doug, I, I gotta that. find this fucking bit. It's fucking hilarious. Yes. It is so hilarious. And he's so on point with everything. Right. Uh, the SNL the SNL bit to me was genius when he just talked about, you know, the state of, you know, a certain type of woman versus another type. Right. It's fucking genius. Fucking genius. I, I love, love it, Bill Burr, man. I love comedy, man. Love I love Burr. comedy. Um, if we can transition into a, the different or the other topic, so Dave Chappelle's question or one of, point, I'll run that back, mm-hmm. one of his most poignant points was we as black people applaud the LGBTQ uh, movement. Uh, yes. Yeah. That they got so much traction so fast and so much support so fast when it's like, we built America and we ain't got shit like this. Like, hey, how do we get as successful as y'all is? Like, yeah, that's crazy. So where now we're going to transition into John Gruden and the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders. So I've always, for me with the NFL, the NFL, and I'm another cringe moment with Cliff. All right. The NFL, in my opinion, is like one of the last bastions for old white men. Old, like, like they say Negro. 
Okay. White men, like they say, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Colors, <laughs> okay. Like they don't say black. They literally <laughs> think about that. You know Jerry Jones yeah, when he gets in that, that project yeah, jet, that damn, damn colored, that, that yeah, colored quarterback. Yeah. What's okay. his name? Dak Doc Doc D- Prescott. Dak colored quarterback. Dark Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he can sure throw the ball. God damn. Oh, that darky. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Real yeah. shit. Right. But it's the last bastion of that generation of men. They are old, beyond wealthy white men that right. just don't interact with the real world. Well, well, I mean, the government, too. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, for that but matter. I feel you. For that I fucking get, matter. We'll make, but we're, we're putting it in, in, a, in a specific lens on the NFL. But I, I get say, what right. you're saying. But we, from, saying. From, from a holistic standpoint, overall, yes, hell yeah. I feel you. Which is why Dave Chappelle, in his last skit, when he talked about the epidemic for white people on heroin, he's like, oh, good luck, whiteies. <laughs> good luck. Because y'all locked us up when we had crack. Right. They letting the white kids take the pills. Good you luck, know, white yeah, folk. Man. Fucking genius. Yeah. <laughs> But the NFL is the last passion for a certain group of wealthy men, and it rears its head. It rears its ugly head every two or three years, and it's getting now to where the coaches, the staff members are so – what's the word I'm looking for? They're not naive. They're just so arrogant. It's not – it's – It's it's arrogance with their yeah, power. Yeah. Like that okay. – it's, it's, it's that club. Right. Like it's think, the billionaire think, boys club, Yeah, man. think about Urban Meyer. Right. Right? Urban, Urban Meyer, he's so aloof. Uh, it's, it was his bar too. He owns the bar in Ohio. Oh, did he? I that's didn't realize bar. he owned it. Yeah. Okay. That's why he was. That's why he was with the common folk because gotcha. I would come here all the time in Ohio State. But this is the NFL. This right. is the big boy league. You got more lenses on you, brother. With also the white that I hate. Fuck that. With the white privilege, I can just sit inside my bar, get tanked up, and let little girls grind on me and not think anything's going to happen because the NFL will cover me. Right. That's that's what I'm talking about. Where right. if if I'm trying to think of a black coach, what's my man's of uh, the guy from Denver? If he were to go out in like Colorado and do something remotely close to that, he'd be he'd be fired. You tomorrow. know what the fuck's going on? He'd be fired tomorrow, right? So with the NFL, as far as the power and what these people can do, look at look at my man Deshaun Watson. I said this on a couple episodes ago, right. where I spoke about the disparity of black players and white players. Uh-huh. Deshaun Watson is a young, handsome, wealthy man that's knocking everything down, and as he should, he asked for a release and said, "I do not want to play for the Houston Texans." Right? They put up so many fucking walls and made it hard for him to where now they started picking up women that supposedly he let tickle his butt or he tickled their butt. Butts were tickled. Nobody knows what the fuck was going on, and people didn't like it. That's another. That's another issue with the NFL is them, you know, locking up investigations and not letting uh-huh. people know what the hell's going on with shit. A certain so. player from the Texans says, hey, I don't want to play here anymore. Within 24 hours, he's granted his fucking release. T.J. Watt. Right. Excuse me, J.J. Watt. Right. The two, same, same fucking team, but one player, it just so happens to be white, who's a very dope individual with what yeah, he does. no doubt. Right. I'm Shout this, out to J.J. He's Watt. a dope-ass fucking dude. All that, all, every, any, any humanitarian acts, selfless acts, uh, the philanthropist, no, I'm not. See, Siri, listen to fucking oh, everything. Say. He's a dope individual, but the fact that he went public and said, hey, I want to be released, they released him. Right. And but they didn't delve into anything. Of his history, right. nothing negative. Deshaun Watson comes out as a professional and says, hey, I don't think this is going to work. I don't want to be here. Can you please trade me? Well, that, that's that's professional. Exactly. So let's let's segue back into talking about John Gruden. In oh, that situation. I was going to come back. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I didn't oh, mean, no, I'm, I'm coming right back right, into, to yeah. the Rooney rule. Carry on to, baby. Where, to where this is going with John Gruden. Okay, yeah. Feel, I'm, so I'm, I'm sorry. I we're, yeah. we're dealing with players. OK, I didn't right. get to like no, the mid levels no. into the president. Gotcha, right. Gotcha. And, and the lack of inclusion from that. OK, oh, I, my, no, no doubt. No, nah. I, I got you. My baby. Being a little long. Baby cook. Being long winded. No, I got you. 
they dug in his past like they do with us whenever a young black man is killed or whatever story is cooked up by the media. Right. They never find a picture of young Jamario Nelson, who is a fucking valedictorian, smiling, right. dogs having things. You find the most thuggest, gangsterous picture you can fucking find, and that's what people see. That's or if the they image. Don't, or if they don't find that, they start delving into like, oh, well, his father had histories of this, right. or his mother was this, or, you know. His father his was Cornwall second Wallace. second cousin Ray right down the corner right. was this. And right. it was like, well, what's that got to do with him and his, you He's know. black. He's a nigger. Right. That's, what it, that's what it's about. And, you and know, that's, I mean, but that's, that's just I mean that goes to show like that's a long history of shit going down like that with people that look like us and man. that's for regular folks right when you're dealing with money and things of that nature it's a little different with Deshaun Watson the women different. and everything else that kicked into it I found this out a while ago the lawyer for those women is best friends with the fucking owner yeah and people people aren't putting connecting those dots and saying hey wait I don't understand that's from a player perspective as far as control of what this old billionaire boys club can actually do when they right. want when they want you when they want you to stare they want to control what you got going on they will do it and it's amazing how far that reach can go if you fuck with the right ones. Oh yeah yeah i mean look at it now let's go to coaches or let's go to like uh yeah, let's go to coaches now okay think about representation in, in the nfl of what looks like us right can you name can you name all the black coaches in the nfl uh, besides mike tomlin i mean mike tomlin's one uh we got brian flores down in miami, miami. Uh, the bull in Denver. James Miller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, are we just talking head coaches? Or are we talking coaches. Like head, no head coaches. Head coaches. Uh, I think that's it. Amazing, right? Right. There's three, only three. Thirty-two, 32 teams, teams. Three black head coaches. The game is, I wouldn't say predominantly, but the majority black players. Oh uh, no, there's definitely majority black players. No doubt. I'm trying. I'm trying to keep it. No, I feel. You. <laughs> you I, know what what you're I, I get what you're saying. Like, but just from leadership and how le- how coaches are. Coaches are coaches are leaders of men. Right. Right. Which means if I walk into a room, I have to command. I have to command the room. When I speak, you listen. Right. But for some reason, black coaches don't get the respect. So much so that the NFL implemented a rule called the Rooney Rule. And just with that rule by itself, that rule is fucking offensive. It is. You have to you have to interview a black coach before you proceed with the head coach search. What? That 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 right there lets you know what type of time the NFL is on. That's and true. no one thinks about this. Nah, man. As I get older, I'm like, this Rooney Rule thing is kind of it's, bullshit. It's a little and, fucked up. And very fucked up. Very fucked up. Because I mean, they'll bring them in. And they'll be like, oh, we fulfilled our obligation. And yeah. they'll be like, hit the door, nigga. It's yeah. yeah. time for you to go. I want to know what the fuck the interview process is for the interview rule. It's like, do I you mean, like KFC or Popeyes? No, they probably bring them in and they're like, uh, thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming. God bless. Oh, oh he actually showed up. Oh, oh that's shit. nice of you. I didn't mean to waste your time, bro. You can go ahead. And, so, um, yeah, take some of that swag out the door. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't none of that shit in here, yeah, fam, okay? Right. You understand, mister? Yeah, the, the, the pro shop's got a sale on hats, 50% for, off. Just for you. <laughs> Give me your employee ID. He'd be like, with this, you get... 45 so percent fucked up. That's so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Pepsi or Coke? Do you like fucking Kool Aid or High C? Yeah, like, they ask you the most niggerish Cherry or grape? Cherry or grape? Purple or red? <laughs> <laughs> Purple or red? Right. And, and if and if you answer the questions right, you might get the yeah. second call back. You'll get the you'll get the yeah. The owner might be like, he got, there's something going on here. I like that. This this guy knows his shit. He likes right. great. He likes purple. I love the about watermelon. Stuff. I was like, that's good. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. We're all in. Yeah, it's, it's super fucked up that we saying this, but it's, no, it's not. This but is I real mean, shit. I mean, it's it's not literally to that level, but I mean, there's some some sort of shit like that going. I mean, it may be the fact that that rule, the fact that that rule is still a thing, lets you know that they're not taking those interview that interview process serious for sure. For there's sure. no way. There's no fucking way. But like you know, to bring it back to the whole John Gruden thing now too is just like okay. For everybody who don't know, like 
the head coach of the Las or former head coach <laughs> of the Las Vegas Raiders, John Gruden, was fired. He was he resigned. Well, he was res- yeah he, he was quote unquote resigned. Uh-huh. He was fired because mm-hmm. he caught some flack for some emails that came out. And like originally, mm-hmm. I had only heard about the don- the the comments he made about uh, Demaris Smith, <laughs> who was the, the, uh, the head of the NFL Players Association yeah. at the time, right. Which I was like, what did he say? Truth Chris? be told, like, listen, <laughs> it was, it was offensive go. as hell, right? But, but the jaw was kind of funny. I'm like, that's so accurate. First, he called him dumb Boris Smith. <laughs> dumb I was Boris. like, man, you're a, you're how a piece you, shit. like a 50 year old man. Like, you can't come up with some shit better than that for no, real. Can't. No, okay, I got you. You're a, fo- you're a football coach. I got yeah, it. It's cool. Very, very But then he said he had lips the size of Michelin tires. I was like, yo, Damn, really? The nigga do. <laughs> I was like, what did, what did you, who hurt you, John Gruden? Like, why are you going to talk about my man's lips like that? <sighs> like, I see you have a, you know, you might have a disagreement or whatever, but you got to, you know, I make fun of my man. Like, Damar Smith, you got some very full lips. I you guess. ever see the meme of the black dude on the phone yes. that's snitching? Yes. I'm like, yo, that's, that's Damar Smith. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though, like. I want to get so bad why, with that. Why, but then, you know, so coming <sighs> off of that, like. Then they released this whole other, like, they never really gave you exactly what he said, but there Mm -hmm. were emails that he talked about Michael Sam. Yeah, how they were pressured to draft draft the the, the word. He used a derogatory term for a gay person, Mm -hmm. which is fucked up because he was coaching Carl Nassib. Yep, the first openly gay player from Pennsylvania. Yeah, Westchester, shout out. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, a a lot of emails between him and the head of the Washington football team. Bruce Allen. Or I don't know if he's the head. He's no, the, he, I don't resigned. Know what, he resigned. He resigned. I knew he did, but I don't remember mm-hmm. what position he, mm-hmm. he held. GM. But anyway, <laughs> you know, there were all these other emails. It's like a deluge that was like, oh, he actually said all of these fucked up things, mm-hmm. too. And about, it's just like about female referees, all kinds of stuff, man. Mm-hmm. So and then sharing pictures of like the cheerleaders from Washington. Topless ones. After that whole shit that they went through with like the, the crews and all that, uh-huh. like and that, that uh, article that came out. I, I think it was in the Washington Post like mm-hmm. last year mm-hmm. about that situation. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, God, man, this dude is doing some crazy shit. But he's been coaching for how long in the league? Bro? He started with the Eagles. I know that. Remember, so yeah. ima- imagine what he was saying about Randall Cunningham yeah. and some of the black players back then, and where you could get away with it. There right. was no because that email. was a whole different era back in the there. Day. Was no email, right? You could say crazy shit in the nineties, but it's it's like you sit there. Okay, so all this all this comes to light, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, my man is he's stepping down, right? Okay, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. great. You did your due diligence, Raiders. You got rid of a guy who is giving you some bad press. Go ahead. ahead. My my next point is, like, how come we don't hear about X, Y, and Z that he's doing outside of his football coaching job? How about that? You know what I'm saying? Where are all these other people that are coming out with, like, oh, I heard him say this. Like, the day that this was reported that he was stepping down, like, everybody on ESPN was like, well, I worked with John Gruden, and I never heard him say a racist thing in my entire life. And it was just like, you of course you're going to say that, because he used to be your coworker, and you're, you know, shucking and jiving for the network. You look like John Gruden, right. so you wouldn't well, well, understand a racist. You, you well, would understand it. But the fact is, like, you know, there is all of this, you know, mountain of evidence of things that he had said. <laughs> That we are probably never going to be privy to because mm-hmm. the NFL likes to cover shit like that up mm-hmm. because it makes them look bad, which mm-hmm. is messed up. Mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, could parlay back into the whole um, Deshaun Watson thing. Mm-hmm. If if John Gruden had have been Mike Tomlin and this shit came out, how much do you want to bet 
every single last email they found about every oh, fucked up thing that he said would be on the internet right now. on Reddit. And I, my black you know ass would be reading the shit. And, and all the all the owners would be like, oh, we can't, you know, they'd can't have been like, this is, I can't believe he would have done this and this is what he said. And mm-hmm. then this coach pops up and says this. Like, mm-hmm. would it be different given, you know, of course if the it, coach was black? And of, course of course it was. It and to, so this is the correlation for me. It's, it's very, very like low-hanging fruit. John Gruden was allowed to coach a football game after the first wave of emails right. came out talking about the lips and Demora Smith. He came out and apologized on on TV about yeah. it. Yeah. But then when the, the rest of the email or the barrage emails came about the 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 community, that's when they got outraged. And this is where Dave Chappelle's point overall of I am utterly just like in awe of y'all because. Yo, Dave Chappelle's whole show, he said nothing but inflammatory comments about black folk. Everybody laughed at the shit that he did when he talked about black folk. Don't bat an eyelash. Right. But the moment he gets into any type of other lane other than bashing black folk, that's where the issue kicks in. Right. And that correlation for me is scary that no one is picking up that the fact that John Gruden said anything he wanted to about black people. But when he got into that... Then when he got into that that thin air, that rare air, we don't want to be there. Right. That's when bells and whistles and things came right. down the fucking pipe. Well, and because and Dave said it too in a special, he was like, you know, talking about the baby. The baby. And he was like, the baby. the baby. He's like, he shot and killed a dude in Walmart. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nothing bad happened to his career. Yep. But he took a spill on stage and started, you know, talking disparaging about. the LGBT mm-hmm. community, and all of a sudden, like his career is get him out of here. Get him out of here. You know what I mean? And that's just like, like Dave said, like, damn. They did. They mobilized and did something about him. Mm-hmm. You know, he did something bad to us, but that's okay. But he did something bad to other people that aren't us. And oh, we got to do something about that. And it just, it like you said, it's just like the dichotomy between the two is just like I don't understand why it is that a lot of people view uh, bad actions against one group mm-hmm. as awful that we have to cancel everybody, but bad actions against another one. I'm gonna. It's I'm, just kind of like business as usual, you know. And we'll just kind of move on and brush that under the rug. I'm gonna go on a limb with this, and maybe I'm off the fucking hook with this one. But I think, or this is just me. Another tinfoil had a clip. Uh, cringe cliff. Cringe moment with cliff. Cliff's cringy corner. We're gonna call it that. If you look at all the other cultures, that if something, if a young uh, Asian boy is killed by a police officer. What do you think that Asian community is going to do? They're going to come together. And they're going to go sit in front of a fucking police district and they're going to demand answers. Right. Right? Right. If uh, if if young Ira Borowitz gets shot, what are they going to do? Same thing. Right? If any other, it's any other culture, if that happens to one of theirs, they mobilize, they have a plan, they carry that fucking plan through. I think that because of the financial, overall the financial, I hate to, I hate to, find a parallel with this but there's a financial that comes from those other cultures mm-hmm. that not kickbacks but they give to the community they give to the the nra they give to the uh 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 what the fuck the the, the police league or whatever the fuck yeah, it is yeah. yeah or the, uh the fraternity uh, fop okay, fop, FOP. Okay. there's a kickback a, a, like a big big kickback or donation that's tangible and that if things were to be exposed or actually looked into mm-hmm. yo y'all got to get this right because we're yeah, we're, we're giving we're y'all giving, some bread. Yeah, right, you see that get we, this together. We here support you, and and you got to do your job and protect and 
concerned about us. But yeah. with us, and we're, we're going back to, we're going back, I'll go back to shit on uh, Omaha with Black Wall Street, things of the other nature. Right. We were never allowed to establish our own financial to kick to police or have our own police. Right. So from that standpoint, there's no financial gain for them, for, for them to want to help us. Well, yeah. And I mean, you see a lot of that in the way that communities of color, poor communities of color are policed. Mm-hmm. And then like, Non communities of color are policed. Big you time. know what I'm saying? I, I, I'll say it. Fuck but, that. Yeah. <laughs> now you know you. It, but it's it's you know, and that's that's a that's a bigger picture. This mm-hmm. is kind of like a microcosm, mm-hmm. especially like dealing with the NFL and how they're dealing with John mm-hmm. Gruden and mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. It's just like certain people get certain kind of leeways if you look a certain type of way, mm-hmm. and other people don't if you look another type of way. And it's just like you know, how do we get to the point of where we're on even keel, even footing with everything? And and we've been trying. I'm gonna say this. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely come jumping out in the polls. Yeah, a certain demographic of people are going to have to like transition out of the world. Not, and I'm not saying kill. I'm talking about like people. Just like if you're if you are a certain age, right, and you're not a minority, you have a core belief because you were raised that way to think that other cultures and other nationalities are inferior to you, right. And that's that racism is taught. Yeah. You're not born racist. No, nobody is. I think that with the music, I think with the music and sports nowadays, mm-hmm. we there's more conversation, there's more going on with us and other cultures. I think that's just the nature of, of society as a whole because we're mm-hmm. more open to talking about things mm-hmm. than we used to be back the, when those people were young. They weren't, right. You these young kids are, are these youngins, these 20-year-olds, these teenagers, yeah. they, don't, they're not, they don't play that racist shit. Hell no. They don't. And my grandmom said this. Fuck my grandma. My yeah. grandma wrong. Yeah. My my dad's wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're they're quick to call it out, which is a beautiful thing, and man. I'm I'm that's to your to to your question of do you think we'll ever see it? I think in our in our lifetime we Probably will, not. but we'll be old. Like we're not going to be able to go out and just feel it. Like oh right. shit, we're right. equal. God damn it, yeah. we're equal. You're not going to follow me when I walk inside of a fucking retail store. Right. Oh shit, I can actually oh, I can get a reservation at a restaurant. Oh shit, dope. Yeah. T might, Bryn might. It'll be there where it's like, yo, like, I don't have any I'm, issues. You know, like, I want to be optimistic like that, bro, but. You don't think so? I mean, like, we're still talking about the shit that my grandparents were fucking around with, man. My grandparents. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, facts. you know, and their grandparents were fucking around with. We're still mm-hmm. dealing with all of that. Like, it's better now, mm-hmm. a little bit, but it's still there. It's still present. It's still something that we have to deal with on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. the degree with which it's uh, portrayed and and like kind of tolerated in society has Mm -hmm. become less and less. Mm -hmm. But I I mean, like, honestly, dog, like, I don't think we'll ever get rid of that because it goes back to the point I was trying to make because we don't see each other as people first or a lot of people don't. You know what I mean? Like everybody's hung up on everybody's differences, and that's mm-hmm. the thing that we harp on as as humans. You, what the fuck are you doing? You are taking the pessimistic route, and that's usually me. Yeah, no, I'm well, optimistic with this. I try to be optimistic about it. Like I keep an open mind that I feel mm-hmm. like, and I feel like there is a shift coming. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, being forty three years old, man, I understand I'm a realist too. And well, like, that far off me, fam. You know, know what I'm saying? But you know, it's just like. I I feel like there's something there, like it's on the it's in the in the in the background, like it's shaking, in like it really wants to like push through and be like, damn, everything's gonna change. <laughs> but you know, it's kind of like the Hulk, like right before he changes, like his eyes turn green, like yeah. we're at that stage right yeah. now. You know what I'm saying? So 
for some reason with me with this, it's about the people. Like I just, I give way more as I get older. As I get older, when I was younger, I didn't give equity in the people. Okay. Like if you were in my circle, I gave equity. To them. Right. But now as a whole, especially with COVID and everything else, I put a lot of equity, not into the general public or random public, but just I have more equity with people. And I think that we're going to push through this probably like in our late 70s, dude. That's, I, it's 30 years from now. That's, I mean, that's a long time, dude. Yeah. Like, I mean, there could be a seismic shift that happens you know, 10, 15 years from now. Who knows? I can't tell the future because if I did, I'd be winning a lottery. Shit, cut me some. I want yeah, 10%. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I want Shit. some of that. Let me get Poor. that Powerball, son. Shit. I'd still work, too. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. Fuck that. I'd still work. <laughs> Fuck that. I'd still go to work. I would do something I enjoy. Like, I would, you know, lay back and, and just, you know, I would do Teach something. Peace. I'd probably, like, build a studio and just record music all the time. Teach kids how to hide. Go after the, the go after the, yeah, the, the, yeah the moms yeah, yeah go after moms exactly you can make a lot of money I'm with that some classes and mom getting y'all that was some black mirror <laughs> <laughs> how to get how to chain dudes to get chucks right man you know but uh, it, yeah I, I'm, I'm more optimistic on this man well, uh, that's crazy I'm way more you're like yeah no nah, fuck nah, that yeah. this ain't never happening no nah, we ain't doing nothing um, um nah, I feel you well I literally think sometimes it's nice to see things from the other side of the fence brother I don't like this fence well it feels. Big and vast. It is. It's but like, wait. That's, it's open. I don't like this and shit. And there's so much out there that you could see and do. I don't like this shit. I'm like, no, son, I want to be enclosed. I nah, want to stay man. here and be like, fuck everything. That's what Open I want. up your horizons, bitch. Fuck that. Diversify. <laughs> diversify. Diversify your balls, balls nigga. <laughs> oh, shit. That's a Chappelle joke for you, yeah. for you fucking dimwits. Shout out to the Jizza. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the genius, my man. Diversify your diversify motherfucking bonds, nigga. <laughs> Oh my God, man! I, I'm 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 being redundant. I just really think that with COVID, because my job has shifted from where I was from where I was working and what I'm doing now. Right, and I'm I'm in the I'm in the fucking trenches, dude. Yeah, and I see more. And you know what? It's poor. It's why am I surprised? That's where you're going to see. You're not going to see it at that the level. Yeah. Once I once I transition out of where I am and hopefully into management and maybe corporate. Right. That's when I'll probably notice like oh. Ain't shit changed. Right. I'm just more optimistic on seeing heroin addicts. Well, that's the thing. I mean, like you down in the streets, you're kind of seeing it from the the raw visceral point. Like that's where the work is happening, man. Right. And it's got to trickle up. Like way to bring me back. Way to bring me back. The pessimistic fucking the pessimistic side. There you go. Fuck this. But you know, you start at the bottom, and that's that's another thing I'm hoping will you know to bring it back to the topic again. (laughs) Talking about John Gruden, I want to I want to see more transparency in how people deal with situations in with people in positions that are, you know, supposed to be in charge of stuff. Those people got to You die. know, like coaches in the NFL, this is specifically to this one, mm-hmm. you know, topic. Mm-hmm. But like people in government or the police or, you know, just people who got money. Mm-hmm. Be held accountable for your actions, man. Like they never will cuz they nah, got money. Cuz I mean like on the, on the, on the face of it, like John Gruden was held accountable. He's lost his job. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, that dude got money. You know, nothing really bad is going to happen to him. He'll probably be back on some kind of network or something. Yep. Within the year, maybe not until next year at some point. But he's going to have his chance to do something. And that's still too fast for me. And I mean, like for like, if everybody's talking about trying to cancel Dave Chappelle, like why are we talking trying to talk about canceling John John Gruden, Gruden and where he's about to? Because I mean, what he's saying is just as offensive as what Dave is saying. But like, nobody's talking about that because a John Gruden is not really in the spaces. Like Dave is a more universal popularity right you know because not everybody like fucks with sports like that i'm gonna put you on i'm gonna put you on a little pressure on you with this question all right what was because i've only watched 22 minutes of okay. it i feel like a fucking savage for not watching it right, right? but what 
what was offensive that he said? I saw the I saw the parts where, the, hey, cancel him for this, and I'm like, right. that's I didn't take so, it as that. So, to me personally, like because I'm not part of the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. I'm not transgender, mm-hmm. I'm not any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't speak on how that uh-huh. makes somebody else feel. Okay. So it's not for me to say uh-huh. what is offensive. Skirt, skirt, right? Skirt, 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 it's not skirting. Skirt, I'm just being truthful. Skirt, skirt, skirt. I'm not bad. I'm not right? mad at you. Nah, but it's just like, you know, all that <laughs> other stuff where I'm like him talking about, you know, the commentary about like the, the children's book, Clifford the mm-hmm. Big Black Nigga. Big Black Nigga. And like talking about how like in America, like this dude who was like innocuous as a big black man who mm-hmm. has a white sounding voice, which I've been told. Time and time you again. You too. It's oh, funny. Yes. It's you crazy. Too. Crazy. So like, but I'm you know, I usually go places and like, you know, if I call, mm-hmm. no big deal. I show up in person, different story. Fam, isn't it? What's, you know my real name. Oh, yeah. Um, imagine the doors I get through. Oh, hell yeah. And they're like, hey, hey, Listen, hey, hey, where are you going? Brother, my name is Chris <laughs> Jones. You can't get any more fucking generic than that shit, boss. <laughs> Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like Facts. everybody was like, "Is that his real name?" I don't think so. Hold this, Negro. <laughs> Pull a check, please. Need an ID, like, sir. Uh, is that your real name? Like I've had people literally I, say that to me. Is that your real name? You know, you I was know like, my yes, real name. I, I pulled out my freaking license. Free, oh, oh, don't move too fast. Exactly, move too fast. I'll be like, it's just Buddy. a wallet. It's just a wallet. Uh huh. Don't get too uptight <laughs> you know over there. You motherfuckers got the bootleg like stuff with guns. I mean, like my name's not Clifford. Please don't shoot me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's just like you know. That kind of shit happens to me, and I'm like, it really trips me out, man, because I'm just going through life thinking I'm like, oh, I'm a normal everyday dude, man. I'm just like a father and a husband and a friend and a dope-ass <laughs> bass player and a graphic designer, and I'm just in here doing my shit, not minding everything. You know, I like, I think about people, like, I'm like, yeah, bro, we, we relate on this level because I look at you as a human being. And then, like, knowing that that shit don't matter to some people. Real world knocks on that motherfucker. You know what I'm quit. saying? Like, dude, like, I literally, and it's crazy because, like, I was telling people at work one time after the whole George Floyd thing mm-hmm. went down to go mm-hmm. kind of, like, segue out of the topic a mm-hmm. little bit. But, like, literally every time I walk out of my door, mm-hmm. when I go anywhere, oh, whether it's to McDonald's, mm-hmm. the grocery store, to go buy some draws at the store when I got to replace them Jones. Like we do replace our draws, ladies. Yes, we do. <laughs> Fresh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> got to wash them bitches and dry them first. But I, I literally think about there is a possibility that I may lose my life today. I, I, go ahead, I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that is a fucked up thing as a grown man to have to think about every single time. Not, I'm not saying like mm-hmm. once in a while. No, that's every Literally day. every time I walk out my door, I'm mm-hmm. like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know what? There's a possibility that somebody might, I might catch somebody on a bad day yep. and I might not come home. And yep. that shit scares the hell out of me. I my The way I view life as from 32, right. myself as a black man, when I go out into the world, I have to play defense. I have to figure oh. out how to not be pulled over by the cops. I have to figure out how to not walk a certain in a certain area or just be certain places because right. of who I am. Whereas other cultures, they play offense every you don't, day. You don't have to think about that ever. Yep. Or if you do, it's not nearly on a daily basis. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's it's just just, you know, having somebody understand that, like, you're approaching your life from this this lens. Mm hmm. And then for them to be like, well, you know, in in the case of Dave Chappelle, like he's walking through life pretty much the same way that we do because he's black, you know, in America. And then for somebody to be like, yo, I'm hating on you because some of the offensive shit that you're saying. Dave Chappelle. David Chappelle. Right. (laughs) But it's like, 
you got to understand, like, there are bigger things on his mind than offending your sensibilities right now. Clearly. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Big like, facts. He is worried about the health and safety of his family, mm-hmm. putting food on the table, mm-hmm. just existing in a world where people are out literally to kill you. Just because. Just for existing. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people, they're feeling that way, too. And, you know, because that's it's very true. Like, there's a lot of murders of transgender people in America that nobody's even looking into, uh, which is fucked up. I saw a stat, saw a stat on that. Uh, right. I'll tell you off air. All right. But that stat's not as alarming as you think it is. But even still, it it's, it's still, it's, it's a still, stat. yeah, it's a stat. And there should be something done about it. But nobody really pays attention to that mm-hmm. as much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of indigenous peoples in areas that are disappearing and nobody pays attention. But you let some white folks go missing. What happened to that? Like that one bull, like he just came back from vacation and his girl wasn't with him. Yeah. And like everybody's looking for his he's, ass. He's everywhere. allowed to walk out. <laughs> You're no longer a person of interest. Right. A Teresa so. O'Neill joke. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Yeah. I love to see. <laughs> bringing it literally. full circle, my you know man. What I'm Fucking full literally. Circle. Yeah, bro. So. Literally. But thousands yeah. and thousands of black girls go find our girls. Our, yeah. what, what was the hashtag? Where are they? Where are they? Where yeah. are black girls find our black girls? That was a hashtag. Fly. Yeah. I can't remember what it is exactly, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, man, like. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of shit going on in a lot of people's lives that they're worried about that they're not worried about offending your sensibilities. A, a young black kid, doctorate, just got his doctorates. Uh, he found they found his body, no organs. The kid, the kid had a bright future. Black kid, I'll find his what? name. I forgot. Found his body, no organs. Really? Yep. Okay. Black market is real. That uh, get out yeah. shit. Shout out to shout out to boy Jordan Pill. Yeah, bro. That shit is real. Yeah, you know. That's a whole like again. That's a whole other topic Come of conversation, man. Conversation. So. But uh, yeah, yo, it's just, it's just, I just, I want people, like my hope for the world is, and I know it's a big hope, mm-hmm. is just for people to kind of like take a step back and consider, you know, other people's places in life before you kind of judge them. Is that the tip of the day? That's your tip of the I day? I would say that's a good tip of the day. Run that back one more time. We, 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 I would say we're just this take out. the time to take a step back mm-hmm. and think about other people's perspectives before mm-hmm. you judge them, you know? I mean, I think I, for all across the board, I wish that for everyone. So, you you all nice and wise with yeah, your tip man. of the day. You know what I'm saying, man. I'm trying to put a little bit of philosophical goodness. <laughs> Pixie dust in the fucking yeah, air. Yeah, well, sprinkle some crack on it. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you never saw the Dave Chappelle yeah, shit, you have yeah, no idea. Yeah. What do we do here, Rogers? I don't know. Sprinkle some sprinkle crack, some crack on, on him. Right. <laughs> the fucking fish. Yeah. <laughs> Go Duh. <laughs> all these pictures. <laughs> Never you gotta see that pictures of himself. Don't be scared. Is that what it was? Don't uh, be scared. I can't remember which one it was. Or killing him softly. I think it was killing him softly. Kill him softly. Yeah. yeah do do your fucking googles. It's, it's my, my tip of the day. I don't think I have a tip of the day besides uh, wash your ass. Uh, come on, man. <laughs> wash your hands. Yeah. Because you want to be clean of all the sucker shit and bullshit in the world. You want to be clean with there everybody. You go, man. Just rinse your hands of it. Yeah. There you go. That's the fuck I'm saying. I like that. Here's another one too. I, mean, I know I'm taking a little bit of time, but. <laughs> You know, if somebody comes at you and they say something and like you'd be like, you're going to regret that in the morning. You'd be like, I'm going to sleep till noon, bitch. And keep it pushing, <laughs> bitch. That's 12, not 12 p.m., not right. 8 a.m. You're going to regret that in the morning. Well, guess what? I'm going to sleep till noon, bitch. That was a nice one. Yeah, so. 
I'm gonna end it on that one right but there. But that's 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 kind of episode. I think this is episode 29. Mowing these bitches out. Taylor's giving us the look like, all right, fellas, y'all got to go. Y'all got to get the fuck up out of here right now. Um, as I say, or as I try to get back into saying, consistency is key, and keys open doors. Uh, shout out to Trust in the Process. Shout out to Chicken and Waffles. Shout out to Mr. Rusty. Shout out to Miss Rhonda. Shout out to Miss Linda. Shout out to Ayana, aka Pebbles. I miss you. I love all y'all. Cliff Sykes, a.k.a. The Uptown Supervillain, a.k.a. Cousin Cliff, talking shit, and I'm tapping out. This your boy Chris Jones, a.k.a. Lord Kronos of the Mighty Stereo Titans, a.k.a. Old Head Swag, Hodge uh, Moms, a.k.a. Hi, Bass in Your mom, Face, bitch. tapping out. Uh, nah, man, I'm good. All right, no doubt. We out. Yeah. Taylor, thank you, brother. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace.